You're listening to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast, serving the latest news in sci-fi multimedia. And now, your hosts, Scott, Miles, and Anna. Your table is ready. It's long and This is the capital. We have a little problem with our infancy peaks, so we may experience some slight turbulence and then explode. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. It's the Sci-Fi Diner Conversations, what we call our listener feedback show. It is episode 96, and I'm one of your hosts, Scott Herzog. And good evening, I'm Miles P. McLaughlin. Hi, I'm M. Sierra Garcia. And it has been entirely too long since the diner has opened its doors, and tonight we are opening them once again to invite everyone to come in, sit down, and have some great conversations about what's going on in the world of sci-fi. Right, Miles? Oh my god, I'm so hungry for sci-fi. I'm so I know. And while we appreciate Raul and Jim kind of hijacking the diner there at the end of December, uh, they just um, they just really don't know how to cook the diner food. And... Yeah. I kind of, the way they left it too. I mean, um, clean it up after them. I know. Come on. Wait, what they, they thought Joe the cook would actually do something around here? Exactly. You, so you don't even want to know what they left in the Vitamix <laughs> in the mixer. Uh, we're serving yeah. it up tonight. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, uh, well, guys, it's been. Uh, we were just talking right prior to the show. It's been entirely too long since we've gotten together here and chatted about science fiction. Um, Rather than maybe talk a little bit about uh, what's going on in your world of sci-fi, we had Chris, Christmas, and hopefully Santa gave you something geeky in your stocking. Uh, Miles? Actually, the things we talked about on our uh, last show, our, our sci-fi Christmas uh, wish. So spray-on clothing you got? Yes, I did get the spray-on clothing. No, I did not. Um, <laughs> no, but I did get... Uh, <laughs> I did get my this 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 new great Kindle Fire uh, for Christmas, which I really like. So jealous. So and um, uh, I'm I do have a little Christmas money left. I might get a pair of those Star Trek pajamas I, I had mentioned before. <laughs> <laughs> you need to wear them to the con. No one will know. Pictures or it didn't happen. <laughs> so and. Um, uh. My Sheldon bob- bobblehead now has a friend. Uh, I got uh, uh, Amy Farrah Fowler bobblehead also. <gasps> oh, how cool! Yes, yeah, that's so awesome. uh, I'll, I'll bring it next time. But so now, next, you know, Sheldon will have a friend uh, next. Sheldon time. needs a friend. Uh, he Sheldon needs a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess uh, did one of them got engaged. Was that was that Amy? was that? Um, well, it's no, uh, Kaylee Kuko, I think. Uh, what? Oh uh, no! You mean on the show? On the show? No, no he got married. Oh, Kaylee Kuko. Uh, yeah. She plays Penny. She got married, yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, in real life, yeah. yeah. Yeah, in real life, yes. I didn't mean the show. I'm sorry. I wasn't. I was totally unclear about that. Oh, well, then I just spoiled something. <laughs> <sighs> well, this is the place to spoil it, though. Yeah. Yeah, conversations, if you don't know it by now. It's fair game. It's fair game. It's fair game. <laughs> how, about, how about you, Em? Did you get anything uh, geeky and coolish for uh, Christmas? So, honestly, because I'm pretty much the only real super nerd in my family, um, but in retrospect, I got a couple of Amazon gift cards. I mean, who, what couldn't be more nerdy than that? I know. Come on. Cause and, you can totally buy nerdy stuff with that. <laughs> and then a very dear friend of mine bought me Portal and Portal 2 to play. <laughs> there, thus ended your social life for a couple of weeks. Um, you know, I've been a good girl. I've been, I've, uh, I've, I've 
uploaded it. I've got everything going. I've got my Steam account ready. And I was kind of hoping for a snow day today because it was so flipping cold. I was hoping the world would shut down and I could just stay inside of my gym jams and play Portal over. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, for me, uh, as far as uh, geeky stuff goes, I got something really scientific. I uh, got a uh, telescope. So, <gasps> yeah, so I mean, this is this is something I've wanted for a very long time, and and so it's it's an Orion, uh, some some digits, eight inch, something 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 something. Um, but uh, the so I ordered it like right prior to the new year. So I'd gotten money for Christmas. I'd saved up some money for it and and purchased it because I heard rumors that the lens price prices on lenses were going up. So I don't know if they did or not, but I bought it. And of course, it's shipping from like I don't know three or four different facilities. So I got like the mount for it and the battery that powers it and I like the, the the controls for it. But I don't have the mm-hmm. telescope, so I have everything but. Oh, <laughs> so like so like so like today I got the the solar filter, which means I can now stare at the sun and not burn out my eyes. Um, and the only cool thing about that was I had a pair of binoculars, and so I put it in front of the binoculars and looked up at the sun. And you could see the sunspots. And that was kind of oh, cool. cool. Yeah, it was, it was it was it was really cool. I was so flipping excited. I just can't wait. Thursday it's supposed to arrive. So by the time this airs, I will I will probably have it. So pictures on Facebook. Yay. Pictures on Facebook. So I put up I put up just pictures of the mount itself on Facebook, and people were saying, "Oh, it's your rocket launcher. <laughs> it's your laser." <laughs> <laughs> Everything but what it was. But anyways, it was fun. And of course. <laughs> Mark Gross, you know, a friend from Autograph Magazine, said, oh, you can use it to spy on the neighbors. <laughs> oh, that, that, charming. <laughs> yeah, charming. Thanks, Mark. But, yeah. Uh, you know, I said, uh, I'm sh- I said, I'm sure the Amish women around me would appreciate that. But, <laughs> I, and I'm serious. That's all that lives around me, right, Miles? That, that, that is true. We are that in the heart of Amish country. We here. are. And that's, um live on a farm, and that's what surrounds me. Mm-hmm. But, well, very good. Um well, we have not had a ton of shows that have started up. I know that Almost Human just started up. Simon aired. I did not watch it. Did you watch it? I have not. I'm not caught up with Almost Human yet either. Yeah, I so watched that. I'm caught up, but I have not watched Simon. Are you watching uh, Almost Human? Uh, am I forget? I with actually, I got some iTunes gift cards, and I bought. Um, I've been buying the episodes. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Oh, good. It, it, it's I, I need to watch good. the newest one, but yeah. Yeah, it's very, pretty, very it's, pleased. Yeah, it's pretty good. I, I mean, I've been pleasantly surprised. It took a little bit for me to get going, and the character I thought I loved, you know, Carl Urban's character, no, uh, I, I, the black guy, he, he's awesome. Oh, Dorian. The, yeah, Dorian. Dorian. Just mm-hmm. phenomenal. He makes the show. He helps make the show. Dorian and uh, I forget uh, Carl Urban's character's name, but they, they have such great chemistry. They do. Yeah. They do, and it's, that's really developed over the, the past episodes. So. Mm-hmm. But... So, and other than that, not a lot of shows have come back yet, right? No, I think after next week, I think we'll probably start seeing our shows yeah. come back. Yeah. yeah. Did you see the? And then Hobbit? we've got some shows starting too, like yeah. um, Lost Girls going to start up again. Oh yeah. There's a couple of new shows too, kind of with the sci-fi edge. There's um, it's kind of like CSI, but the guy, there's a the lead CSI guy is has a computer implanted in his brain. Is that the guy? And that's from, coming is, up is on that, is that the CBS, guy from, I think. Is that the guy from Lost? Yes. Yeah. 
Johnny Von Brooding yeah. is what I call him because he's always looking <laughs> like he's brooding about something. Yeah. Uh, uh, my jeans aren't baggy enough. Uh, uh, my t-shirt isn't yeah. tight enough. Uh, uh, my why, sideburns aren't long enough. Why am I on this freaking island? Uh, let me off this island. But, What's with the polar bears? Uh, oh, the black, the black. Who wrote the this damn script? <laughs> JJ, <laughs> what are you thinking? <laughs> what do That's you mean how we're ending the show. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> uh, we're, 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 we're gonna get hate from lost people from this. So what's this show called? Lost, Lost no. on Tech. Oh, the new. <laughs> yeah, the new, the new one that's supposed to be coming out that you were. Uh, I forget. Okay. It <laughs> comes on after NCIS tonight. I think. I think that's a Tuesday night. Yeah, I think, night on I think it does start tonight. Yep. And Trisha Helfer's on a new show tonight too. Uh, k- yes. Killer women. Yeah, that would be that. I mean, she's a killer woman, all right. Yes, she is. So, she's a bounty hunter. I would be her bounty any day. Oh, brother. <laughs> and then Defiance should be starting back up again soon. Yeah, no? that's, that's a show I wouldn't mind. Oh, I can't wait to see that back. I like that show so bad. I miss that. I miss that show. Well, let's move into some uh, listener feedback here. And this is a, the first piece of feedback is um, from Robin. And she just asked the question, on the podcast, who performs your wonderful closing music? Um, and, M, you do the voice for that closing music. But the, the music is actually a song uh, called This. And it's, by, it's off an instrumental CD by Triad. And you can find it on Jamendo or Jamundo, Jamundo. I forget what it's Gemendo. actually. Jamendo. Thank you, Jamendo, um, where they have like royalty, you know, free music that you can download, or you can pay a little bit for it if you want. And um, but this album is really good, and they actually do the intro music to the Sci-Fi Diner and the exit music for it. So, because Robin, they won't let me play my ukulele. Nah, <laughs> that's right. You dig it, ukulele. Those are the only chords I know. That's pretty awesome. I can't wait. You know, <laughs> you have to, you have to, you have to perform the Sci-Fi Diner theme song on that someday. I know three chords, baby. That's, I can do <laughs> "Twinkle Twinkle Little Star" and that's about it. Nice. I've had it for seven months, and well, that's what I can. Play. Well, that's kind of sci-fi, right? Stars that twinkle. Yeah. So, a little bit of sci-fi bent there, but anyway. So uh, that answers your question, <laughs> Robin. Uh, Damien also wrote in This was a response to Raul and Jim's uh, Hacking the Sci-Fi Diner Uh, Em, do you want to read this? I would love to Oh, Babylon 5 How I Miss You That show was one of my favorites growing up I would sometimes look forward to hit Oh wait I would sometimes look forward to my B5 hit To my DS9-1 The show is always So grand in nature from its creation of worlds and its people to costuming and the visuals, the show wasn't scared to try something new with sci-fi. I agree with that. I still didn't like it. Favorite characters were definitely Ivanova and Gakar for the good guys and Mr. Morden for the bad guys. Wow. I hope I said that right. Yeah. Did, did, you, did you watch the show, Em? Four of them. And I, 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 it's, it, it, I'm not the audience for that show. Yeah. Well, we continue to get dirt from Raul and a bunch of our fans, as you'll hear a little bit later on here in the feedback show, about the fact that we've never seen this. Yeah, yeah it's, it. I, I tr- try watching it back in the day, and it didn't grab me. Maybe, maybe you would now. I think my sci-fi palette has expanded somewhat. So you, you, it's been refined. Oh, definitely. Well, yeah. um, you know, not, not to digress too much, but I, I've 
taking up watching Doctor Who now. So I'm. Yeah. So <gasps> I, yeah. Yay! One so, of us. So I'm. You know, yes. I, I think I. That's progress. Yeah. Yeah. Yay! Just don't blink. I, I had someone give me grief, the same kind of grief about Dollhouse, and I, I, I just I fought it and I fought it, and over the holiday I um, marathon watched it, and I love that show. I was completely wrong. So maybe I might be wrong by Babylon 5, but maybe yeah. not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, unless you try it. But uh, we might have to watch that again. We might have to watch it. We might have to make it like a concerted effort to like say, well, let's try to get through season one by this date. Mm-hmm. And then we'll okay. talk about it. And then we'll just kind of. Uh, I'm down with that. You're down with that? All right. Well, we'll have to. We'll have to maybe discuss this uh, after the show here, as long as we don't forget, and see what we can uh, come up with. See if we're actually up for doing this. Miles, you up for doing it? Possibly, yeah. Possibly. See, you aren't giving me a, <laughs> you aren't giving me a real committed answer here. Maybe if we make it long enough, like three months from now. Uh, it's adding another show. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. Um, do, you, do you want to take what Mike Crate said? Sure. Mike Crate, uh, he co-hosts the... Um, uh, Gatecast podcast yes, with uh, Helen. And um, so Mike Crate says, excellent show. Babylon 5 is up there with uh, uh, sci-fi television gold. And, and thanks uh, to its uh, strong arcs and storytelling. It won't be long before I get the box set off the shelf once again. So he has the box set. So, yeah, I've, I've, I've heard him and Alan talk a little Babylon 5 while they're doing uh, yeah. um, their, their podcast. And it, they're fans. Yeah, well, Scott also chimed in on Babylon 5. He said, long-time listener, first time giving feedback on the show. So, Scott, thank you for giving Yay. us some feedback. We loved your first-time listeners. First off, I want to say thank you for hijacking the show to give us a fantastic overview of Babylon 5. <laughs> Secondly, anybody won't name names, you know who you are, who hosts this show and has not watched this show, <laughs> should be slowly digested in the stomach of a sarlacc for a thousand years. <laughs> That's just mean. That is, that is pretty mean. Wow. <laughs> but let's understand, Scott's not opinionated at all, right? No, he's, he's, we he's on the... We make sure Scott's name never ends up in the winning pile of anything. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, he's on the blacklist. Um, the fact I'm that sorry. this podcast has not given Babylon 5 its due has always irritated me to no end. And it's quite simply one of the three best sci-fi shows of all time. The other two being The Twilight Zone and The X-Files. I'd be with you in the last one. I like The Twilight Zone. I don't know if it'd been my best show of all time. But Lastly, I wish more sci-fi shows had the quality of writing that Babylon 5 had. Babylon 5 is what Star Trek shows could have been, but simply could not, cannot ever be because, in the end, all Star Trek has... To end, all Star Trek has to end the same way with a group hug and everybody <laughs> being friends and little character development. In the future... I really hope Babylon 5 gets more love on this show. I totally agree with the idea that Susan Ivanova is one of the best, if not the best, female characters of all TV ever. When you compare Ivana to Janeway, Janeway cannot even come close to Ivanova. Susan Ivanova is simply far superior character. However, I accept that there is a Star Trek bias on this show. I love the podcast. Keep up the good work. Long live Star Wars. Star Trek sucks. Scott in Iowa. Oh, man. <laughs> His name is definitely not going for any prize packs. That was just the meanest feedback ever. <laughs> Look, you made him cry. Shame on you, Scott. Oh, my God. This is, this wow. Is, you have to read this with a sense of... Oh, I tongue in cheek. <laughs> yeah. He's I having some fun. With I don't it. know. I was a little offended by having to 
you know, be slowly digested in a Sarlacc. I mean, you know, long live Star Wars. I'm okay with that. Star Trek sucks. I might have agreed with him at one time, but I'm not. I'm, I've come. I've come over to the dark side a little bit. I would. So I, well, go ahead, oh, Em. Go, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, Miles. Go ahead. Okay. Well, okay, all you, I was going to say you, was, you know, I, I, you know, I, I, I like. I, I agree with uh, Raul and, and, and Jim had to say that many sci-fi shows that have come after Babylon Five uh, owe, owe a debt, a debt to, to Babylon Five because it paved the way for uh, shows like that. To I'm to sure succeed. the Battlestar Galactica, the reimagined series, would not have survived without a precursor like Babylon Five coming before it I, I, because I, I, of I, some I, of the dark themes it explored. Right, and the way it told stories. Um, yeah. I, I mean, sh- shows like. You know, like you said, BS, the reimagined BSG, um, uh, Firefly, um, shows like that. I mean, uh, I don't know if they would have gotten off the ground if uh, Babylon 5 hadn't paved the way. We know Sc- well, Scott. Go ahead, Em. I, with, with Joss, having just kind of gotten into a lot of Joss Whedon-y stuff, Joss has always been a little dark and pushing the envelope. Um, I'm curious if Babylon 5 had an, any impact on him. And same with Ronald D. Moore. Um, some of his stuff was already a little dark and a little obscure. Like it, It's like he films everything in Chiaro Oscuro. It's, it's just in his writing and his visuals and everything. So I, I, think that, I, think, I think the listeners have thrown down the gauntlet. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I will agree with him on one point that, you know, when you, when you talk about Star Trek, especially Star Trek The Next Generation, the idea that at the end there's a group hug and everyone's friends <laughs> – um, uh, you gotta admit that Next Generation came off that way to some degree. Um, mm-hmm. Voyager at times, not so much. Definitely not as much in, uh, on Deep Space Nine. Um, mm-hmm. But when you talk about you know what people really icon when they really icon uh, you know kind of make look at back at Star Trek, it is kind of that feel a little bit. Well, Gene Roddenberry felt, and probably erroneously that people in the future would, would be above petty conflicts uh, and, and of that sort. And so he didn't want, you know, he, he, he didn't want his, his characters to have those kind of conflicts on the show. And, and at next gen, they were sort of bound by that. But as soon as D space nine, they were able to, um, they weren't would, shackled by that. Would you say that when Roddenberry passed, that kind of freed them to do, to move away from that? Or did that have less to do with his passing? Um, because that would have happened somewhere around the same time. Yeah, sure. I mean, it wasn't that long where where D Space Nine debuted, but Next Gen still sort of followed that thing of Roddenberry's throughout the show. But um, but yeah, I mean, in, in one sense, his passing did free them up in some ways. But in, but in many ways, they still stayed to the formula that he uh, kind of um, developed. I mean, I don't think he was going for a completely altruistic kind of future, but I, there were themes that he wanted to impress upon people. And funny enough, Ronald D. Moore used to write for Star Trek back then. So maybe he got so sick of the schmaltzy crap that he wrote the deeper, darker stuff when he got his chance. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. All right. Well, uh, Scott, again, anything else about what Scott said? <laughs> See, you know, he really, he, again, is kind of goading us. We have got to watch this. Is, uh, I think we're going to have to. We're gonna I have think to. we're going to have to. The gauntlet is thrown. We need to at least uh, work our way through season one and maybe give ourselves a time limit for it. If okay. Miles, it seems a bit much for you. We can, like, make this a pretty big I, time limit. I, th- I think I'm going to have, if, if we do this, I'm going to have to put Doctor Who on the shelf for a little while. 
Well, if you if you give ourselves like three, four months, maybe <laughs> we might be okay. So, and we'll have to talk again. We'll, we'll have to. We'll, have we'll to talk. figure something out. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So, um, I believe this was Radu that called that called in. He actually wrote in and um, said this. I guess we had talked about one of our last shows about the fact that I love time travel shows, and mm-hmm. I do. I, 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 you know, right before break. What am I? What did I my kids watch in school? We watched Back to the Future, the original one. I just, it's it's fun. It's tongue in cheek. They mess with time travel. The whole theories of it, um, and it's just I, I love the idea of it, right? Um, but anyways, this is what he writes. He says, "Hi Scott, in your last podcast you mentioned your affinity for time travel books. I wanted to pass on my recommendation for a couple of books that I read, perhaps a couple of years ago or so. Doomsday Book by Connie Willis and a trilogy." Island in the Sea of Time, Against the Tide of Years, and On the Oceans of Eternity by S.M. Sterling. Maybe you read them, maybe not, but I really like them both. Cheers. Um, I have not read any of these books, so mm-hmm. I'm going to have to probably pick up some of these. Em, did you read any of these? No, these are these are all new to me, which yeah. is, um, I'm excited to see something new. Yeah, yeah. How about you? New to me also. New. You know, when you get into it, I mean, Star Trek certainly has played with time travel. Oh, a lot. Yeah. So mm-hmm. in, the, in, the, in the impact, of it, Stargate did to some degree. Stargate played with time travel. And so I think every major show kind of did. Well, Continuum obviously is based on time travel, right? Right. At least the premise of it. Um, although it's more of a vehicle for the story. Yeah, because most of it's take. I mean, yeah, it, it's safer to say it's a vehicle. It, it, it doesn't – they're not They're not traveling in the past or future all the time. And so um, it just helps set things up for them. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, let's move into some feedback uh, from David Griffin. And um, do you want to read this? Can I put you in the spot to read this one? Sure. Um, David Griffin. I have to admit, I'm still watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's a pretty well-crafted show with interesting characters. I still can't shake the feeling that all the exciting stuff with the superheroes is happening off screen. It's as though someone decided to do a show about running a newspaper and cited it in the Daily Planet. Interesting, but not as interesting as actually watching the Justice League. I'd like to see the Avengers actors as guest stars. That would be awesome. I'd be totally for that. Oh, me too. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we had they—they're supposed to be in the next like once the new, the season starts up again. I think we're supposed to get another fun cameo, like we did at the beginning of the season. I, I heard rumors that's supposed to be uh, Mr. Captain himself, right? <gasps> I hope so. <laughs> and, I'm assuming it. He, she's go, she's combing it now, but no. no I, you know what? Uh, yeah, I. You know, uh, on one point I agree with him, but this is this again is not a superhero show. This is really kind mm-hmm. of a buddy cop drama in a sense. Buddy cop, spy fi. That, yeah, that's with some thing. cool uh, Marvel. Ooh, gadgets. I like that term, spy fi. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. This is a spy fi sign. I'm just kidding. But, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, move on, Em. Uh, Arrow is a good show, too. Like the latest Superman movie, it shares little with Green Arrow character from DC, except perhaps for the name of the main character. Oh. In the comics, Oliver Queen is larger than life, boisterous, super liberal, who is conscious of the Justice League. They've pretty much turned him into Batman's darker cousin. Why must every character from our past be rewritten into dark, driven anti-hero? I don't know, dude. I'm with you. Well, well, let me back up. There was a series of comics 
uh, where the green, uh, where, where, where Arrow is on the island that is supposedly darker. And I think that my understanding is the show was written from that vein of comics. I didn't know that. Yeah, I think that it was based on a particular strain of Arrow comics and not the Justice League Arrow. But here's the thing. I, you know, I think they're trying to show him changing somewhat. I mean, the fact that... I mean, the first season, he you know he was much quicker to shoot an arrow through somebody. This time, he doesn't want to, you know, he doesn't want to kill. He 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 will if he absolutely has to, but he would prefer not to. So, maybe we'll see that evolution in him that we that people are more familiar with. Yeah. All right, uh, m- move on. I'm with the whole dark, driven antihero. It, it has become kind of a theme recently. Uh, it's true. And. And you, Hollywood and television, they're all making good use of of superheroes right now because that's the moneymaker. And it's even better if it's darker. Um, but there's there's a there's a, an audience for everything. But it seems that it seems a lot of people are digging the darkness. But if it's done, it has to be done really, really well. Is there a is there, is there a place right now, Em? Do you think for uh, superheroes that are a bit more light, lighthearted, or uh, I think there is, but they're kind of, they're going to be the B characters in these darker in the in in these in the darker char- in the darker character movies. They're not going to be they're not going to be they're not going to have their name on the top of the poster. They're going to be the, the only, B level. They're going to be comedic uh, interludes. That's pretty much going to be it. I think the only or they're going to get a sitcom. Yeah, the only, the only exception I can think of is Tony Stark. He's not real dark. He, but he is. He's he is a tortured man. Well, He's yeah. not right, but <laughs> that's what makes him who he is. And he, even in the last, I'm curious to see what's going to happen now that he's taken the thing out of his chest. Oops, spoiler. <laughs> he's taken the. If thing you haven't out of seen his it chest? by now, I will pay the three ninety nine to rent it on iTunes for you. <laughs> uh... <laughs> anyway. And yeah. maybe the children's uh, cartoons, maybe they're still playing. You know, they they can have. Yeah, the, they can be a little. They can bit keep lighter. them warmer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, almost needs to be. Anyways, move on, and we're still in the middle. of Moving season. on. By the way, the Huntress isn't nearly as dark as she's portrayed here either. The character was originally Batman's daughter with Catwoman, Selina Kyle, from Earth Two, where the superheroes were, we know, were much older. After the Crisis of Infinite Earths. She was folded into the, continu- into the continuity with a new backstory of being the daughter of a crime fighter. She tends to be a bit more prone to serious violence than she used to be before the crisis, but it isn't a serial murderer. Ooh. Is Huntress, that's not the canary that you're talking about. That's another character. No. Huntress yeah. is another character. Yeah. All right, move on. In the comics, Dinah Lance as... Black Canary and Oliver's longtime girlfriend. She has the power of Sonic Scream and has a lot of martial arts training. She is a longtime member of the Justice League, though she hasn't though she hasn't been active for a while. So there's, so, there's some differences there between that and what's going on in the Arrow. Well, right. Miles, you're watching. You're you're a fan, no? Oh yes, I'm I'm a fan of Arrow. Yeah. So. What do you what do you think about what he's like? I, I'm kind of familiar with the Huntress, and I know a little bit about Black Canary. 
Is is this fitting or is it jiving it's, with it's, the storylines or is this something new? What they're doing with the show is not really fitting with the original storyline so far. Um, I mean, the who they I guess they had is the Huntress. They didn't call her that in the show, but they they, they kind of alluded to her as she she she's another she's a um, daughter of a, of a rich tycoon who was bad and she wanted to get back at him and um, so 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 yeah she, there's, there's no t- connection between her and you know Batman and, and Catwoman um, the I guess who they allude to is the canary I don't think she did any screaming in this she was just a, uh, this, this 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 girl who wore leather and uh, kicked butt and took names I mean um, so I, I mean I, I don't so yeah, so far they don't ha- the, the connection between what happened before is not there yet. And we haven't seen Black Canary do any like sonic scream. I mean, she has certainly trained in martial arts. Mm-hmm. Here she's trained. Here's her association, not Justice League associates, but Raza Ghoul associated. Mm-hmm. Right? We just don't see any. It seems more tied into the Batman universe, but I guess the Justice League is kind of in that universe too. So, oh sure. Yeah. yeah, well, thank you for uh, writing in and giving us your thoughts, David, about uh, the th- uh, your thoughts, especially on Arrow here. It seems we have some good conversation and even Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, we had some comments, and let me see here. These were some comments on the last shows that, that aired. Uh, let's just run through them real quick. These were the last episodes that aired in December, so we're going back about a month. Um, about some things that people thought about him. And one of them was Arrow, I guess the um, mid-season finale, you would have called it. Yeah. Um, and, and this was The Scientist and the Introduction of Barry Allen, a.k.a. Flash. So uh, do you remember the episode they're talking about? I do. We saw. I think we saw him in two episodes uh, where Barry Allen made his appearance. He, and at the end of the episode, isn't he struck by lightning? Is that the guy that we're talking about? Are struck by something. Yeah, he's, he's a new. He's a guy that poses as being part of the Justice Department. He's not right. He's he, well. He, he, I think he's saying he, he's some kind of. He's a he's a forensic scientist, but right. he, he, he's not a very high ranking one. And he kind of went rogue to go to uh, Starling City to, uh, to to look into the. the so we haven't case. seen him pull his flash powers yet. Not yet. No. No, but but we see him. He knows the arrow's identity. Now he does. Oh, yeah, because um, they seek him for his medical assistance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, Neil said, I'm pretty sure that Barry Allen does not yet have his powers. I thought he was a bit young for the character, but I guess that's the direction they want to go. Jen M says, I thought it was another good episode. Had to feel bad for the mother. But then I, I thought it was pretty good that, of her, how she stood up to uh, Malcolm about the uh, Thea and saying how Ross Elko was anxious to get his hands on Malcolm. And I thought the guy who played Barry Allen was okay, but does he have the abilities at the time of his life? I look forward to seeing how they uh, help Oliver. Oh, I love moments like that. Lots of LOL. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? I, I think that uh, we kind of think he doesn't. He, he got his maybe powers at the very end of the final episode that we saw, but that was it. Uh, and go ahead, Em. Oh, well, Lee said, this show just keeps getting better and better, and I'm thinking tonight Barry Allen is the younger self, and as the season goes by, he will grow into his role of the Flash. There have been a lot of baby steps so far in the season, uh, in the now Arrow, but the backstory is keeping me on my toes, as it has just been crazy this season. Whoever these writers are, they've struck a great balance with both 
parts of the show. We wish we could see more of the same in their other shows. Yeah, amen, amen. You know, one of the things that I we, that I really like about the arrow is the backstory you get in the the island because mm-hmm. it really fleshes out who the characters are and they time in real well. Um, what was that show? It was Alcatraz. Remember, Alcatraz is something similar where they went into the past. Right, and, and that, mm-hmm. that, that was just as important as what was going on in the present. But um, somehow that just didn't resonate. But somehow Arrow's pulling it off in a way that Alcatraz just couldn't. Right. So, and there went our camera. <laughs> yeah, don't be looking for that, folks. And then, but, um, yeah. So what, um, any other comments on Arrow? Um, looking forward to when it comes back. Well, why don't we move a little bit into uh, Walking Dead, the mid-season finale, for point zero eight too far gone thoughts. Mm-hmm. And um, you had some thoughts. Why don't you tell us a little bit about it? So I chimed in and I said, uh, being a, a mid-season finale, this was going to be big. This was going to be very big. Somebody from our, our heroes had to die and things had to be shaken up and, and, and things blown up. Love it when Daryl threw the grenade on in the tank. I'm pretty sure baby Judith is fine. The governor should have listened to Michonne. She told him she was going to kill him. Well, he was warned. Yeah. Em, you, you are not watching Walking Dead, is that right? Nope. I am well behind on The Walking Dead. <laughs> well behind. I need another. I need a snow day. Yeah. Yeah. Not the truth. I, uh, I you know what? I haven't, I'm, I haven't attempted to watch season four, so... Miles, you're the only one that can give us any honest feedback in that. Jem uh, M said, oh, my God, I was literally standing up out of my chair yelling at the TV. Poor Herschel. What a way to go. I felt really bad for the little girl that got hit. Thank goodness for the government was killed finally. I'm glad it was Michonne. <laughs> well, it was sword hoof. I mean, she does end up impaling the governor with a sword, and that would have killed him regardless. But he was still alive. It was this kind of this woman he kind of shacked up with. Um, she didn't see the dark side of the governor till all this happened, and um, she's the one that sort of finished the job when she put a bullet in his head. Mm. M, take the next one. Okay. Uh, well, Adam said, I enjoyed the mid-season finale. I'm glad the governor died, but David Morrissey was incredible as the governor. I love David Morrissey. <laughs> He's an amazing actor. I might he, start watching in, in the, just in, for that. In the, in the few episodes I did see of him as the governor, um, he was good. Oh, yeah. He, 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 he was fantastic. Go ahead. Take the next one, Miles. Uh, Damien says, uh, yes, Fiona would be with the other children, probably with uh, Therese. And the next is also Damien. And he also says, I reckon the other kids still have uh, Fiona. Carol went up finding Therese, just seems likely. likely. Glad the governor's storyline is done with, though. And, and yes, glad it was Michonne. Poor Herschel, although you could see it coming as soon as uh, you saw the blade. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Now, when does uh, Walking Dead come back on, Miles? You know? Sometime in February. Okay, so we have a little bit. We have about a month to go, mm-hmm. and Walking Dead will be on probably Farpoint Weekend. You know, Valentine's Weekend when everyone wants to see blood, guts, and gore. But, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Honey, what do you want to do? Let's watch Walking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Um, and how about Mar- Marvel Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D.? When's that back on? That's a good question. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I think don't... that's tonight. Oh, really? Is that coming on tonight? Oh, why? <laughs> it's either tonight or next week. I can't. I'm. I'm excited. I want to see. I want to see. I want to see. I know. I know. Well, this is uh, just a reflection, just to tie us in and hold us over. Is Marvel Universe Shield? Uh, 
uh, episode nine repair thoughts. And this, uh, we had some of our listeners uh, comment. And Neil said, I thought this episode was quite good with more learned about the characters and things going on in the Marvel Universe. And why don't you take the next one? So Jim said, I am seriously thinking about giving up on this show. <gasps> what? <laughs> I, I was hoping... What I was hoping for was an action-adventure show with some action. The stories, with the exception of The Well, have been mostly boring, featuring uninteresting characters. Yeah. Uh, you know, he kind of went into it with the expectation of being an action show, probably more of a superhero show, and mm -hmm. it's not I, that. I think that's a very common, commonplace thought. I think yeah. that was the expectation a lot of people wanted because we're coming off of an Avengers summer when, um, is that right? Yeah, that was yeah. this year, wasn't it? Yeah. It was, we have Thor coming. We have a lot of stuff coming into next year. There's a lot going on. And again, comic book characters are crazy hot. And the concept of having that on TV again and not just on the WB or the CW or whatever it's called where you worry that it's going to be like Smallville season nine. <laughs> yeah. You know, you want something juicy. And the fact that it was Marvel and it was the Whedons and it was the people involved with the movie who are involved with the show. I think everyone had that very high expectation of rock'em sock'em, you know, robots from space. But well, and you, when you think of something that's Marvel, you, you certainly don't think of uh, like a, a, a cop, uh, maybe a super cop drama. You know, you think of something that's much more, uh, you know, action oriented superheroes. I mean, right. But this is dealing with the organization Shield and, right. what, and their activities. And you know what? And they were on it. You got hints that this was not going to be a superhero show. They were talking. I remember us talking about it prior to it even airing that this was not going to be that. Mm -hmm. But I think despite that, we still kind of had those expectations. I know I did. I was like, OK, when's the next superhero coming in? Right. And then they mm -hmm. tease us with Samuel Jackson. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, I'm just like, okay. Anyways, Jen uh, M. Jen M says, I thought it was pretty good. Um, hopefully it'll continue to get be better. And Michael C. said, I think it's one of the better episodes. A bit of humor with the pranks, a bit of action mm -hmm. with the ghost, and a bit of character development with the crew. Mm. Yeah, and you know what? This show, it's, it's, it's taking time but the characters are developing a chemistry that i do appreciate that is very whedonist not as quick as they developed in firefly but they are developing that and each one has its different quirks and i think it's kind of making the crew so i'm kind of looking to see what happens when this crew gets all shiny and I, if i could add my facebook comment here i along those lines i i'm I, i'm seeing a lot of buffy in that that long slow boil to character development, and there's a little bit of that in Dollhouse too. Um, that it's it's very it's very Whedon-esque. I agree with that statement completely, completely. Yeah. And I think it's just we're we're getting to the slow boil, and we'll we're gonna get a big wow at the end because he loves that kind of stuff, and his brother writes the same stuff, so not the same but similar. Yeah, you know, it, for some reason in Firefly, it seemed like. There wasn't that slow burn. It seemed to, you know, right from the get-go, you had a real solid crew, and it kind of connected with people. Dollhouse, again, was a slow burn. You, you, you get through that first season, it's, it moves slowly as far as the characters go. Um, second season really cooks, but we, mm. we, but we know by that point it's going to be canceled. Right. I think is what happened. Mm. But 
Well, I believe that's it. We have another comment about open, almost human, but since none of us have seen it, we're going to hold on to Mike Create, your comment on that, and we'll talk about it when we meet in about two weeks. We have a couple episodes under our belt to kind of talk about. Uh, anything else we need to be talking about? Uh, did any of you go see The Hobbit? Haven't seen it yet. Yes, I went to see it opening night. And how was it, Adam? <laughs> it was really good. Um, I'm a big fan. There's a lot of stuff that's different from the book, which I learned about from the people who were complaining about it in the movie. You do not need to see it in the 3D. If you did and loved it, awesome. But I think the film itself is so well done. Um, it's different than what I expected, but I enjoyed it very, very much. Very good. I'll go I, see it I, again and again. Yeah, I did not see it, but I do. It is. It is on my. It is my goal to go see it. I, I you guys want to go see Hunger? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I said I, I want to see it before it leaves the theaters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Watching watching on the big screen is lovely because you can just escape. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I have, uh, one of one of my fellow teachers at where I teach at. Her students had to read a book over the summer and in the fall, and some of their students were coming up saying, "Oh yeah, we we read The Hobbit." <laughs> I said, "Well, here's a question you need to ask them. Ask them, ask them um, what they thought of Legolas in the book." There you go. Because <laughs> Le- Legolas is not in the book. It is not in the Hobbit. That's so, but he is. But he is in the movie. And uh, so the moment you say, "Well, yeah, he needs have something to do with the spiders and Mirkwood," well, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way to find out if your students are telling the truth. Yeah. So. It was, uh, there was what was the other thing? Oh, um, it dawned. It uh, someone had to point out to me that the the Glowin that's in the in the movie that's Gimli's dad, Gimli's son of Glowin. Is that yes? Is that true or is that is that in yeah, the book? That is, or in is the book. Were they pulling my leg? No, that's in the book. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, no, that's in I the book. I liked it. So, yep, yep. What about Hunger Games? Did you guys see Hunger Games? Uh, I did see it. Yeah. Oh yeah. What did you think? Oh, we really liked it. My wife and I saw it. My wife is a big Hunger Games fan. She's reading the books, and yeah. How about you, Em? Did you see it? I've seen it twice. Oh, so you didn't like it at all. I hated it so bad. I had to see it again. That's right. She really grabbed me for the whole movie, and at the very, very end, I was not expecting them to to end at that point. I haven't read the books, so I sat there and turned to my friend. I was like, "Is is that is that the end?" And he went, "Oh yeah." Well. That sucks. Cause <laughs> now I have to wait till next year and the year after that. Oh, very, right. very cool. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I do want to see it. I enjoyed seeing the first one. I heard that the second movie was even better than the first. Oh yes. So hey, that is on uh, that is on my list to see. But again, I don't know. I, I, well, I'm not going to see it in theaters. So, but the only movie I've seen recently that I enjoyed has been Frozen. <laughs> but it's not really a sci-fi oh, band. I want to see that. Yeah, well, you know, I took my son to see it, and actually, one of the actors, one of the voice actors, came to his school. Oh, because nice. he's an ex-student of the school. Wow. So, so he uh, came, and I forget which one it is, but but one of the main actors, and so my son was like, "We gotta go see Frozen." So we went and saw Frozen. So, Aww. and it was fun. It's a it was a fun movie. That's mm-hmm. about it. That's about all the movies I. I so. did see Superman. Well, Man of Steel again because I got it on Blu-ray. Yeah, that's right. You got it on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, that was very enjoyable. Yeah. Well, I believe that's about it. Let's go ahead. I believe we can. We should uh, begin to wrap up here at the diner and dim the lights and clean the tables. Gosh, we're still cleaning up from Raul and Jim. The, these tables Ugh. are really dirty. Yeah. I brought us hazmat suits. We're good. 
good. Well, they will be needed. You know, when you say hazmat suits, I picture like the episode of the X Files when they come in hazmat suits and there's a yep. black oil <laughs> like seeping through the suits. <laughs> Uh, let's hope we don't have black oil in our uh, diner. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all right. Well, let's wrap up the show. Thank you so much for tuning in. And we will be back next week with a sci-fi rewind. We're going to be rewinding Contact. Yay. So that's going to be awesome. But I believe that's about it. If you um, want to give your feedback, your thoughts on any of the shows that are coming out, any movies you saw over the holiday break, you can call us and contact us at the digit that digits that M will be sharing at the end of the show. But I believe that's a way I can't speak here. Um, I believe that's about it. All right. Till next time, good night and good luck. We'll see ya. Do your dailies. Thank you so much for visiting the Sci-Fi Diner. We hope you enjoyed the food and the service and the conversations. If you'd like to share your thoughts regarding what we've talked about or tell us what you're watching or reading, Flip open your communicators and contact us at 1-888-508-4343 or click the SpeakPipe link at scifidinerpodcast.com or send an MP3 or typed email to scifidinerpodcast at gmail.com. You can also join the conversation on our Facebook fan page at facebook.com slash diner. We'll share your thoughts on our listener feedback show. If you'd like to support the diner beyond the conversation, you can always throw some coins in the tip jar at sci-fi diner podcast.com.